This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over West Side, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for West Side niggas, nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles with Cadillacs. You looking for the fatty sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money. Yo, what up, though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyer Hat Titan, aka the Conspiracy Realist. A.K.A. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles. A.K.A. only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't run without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. A.K.A. Jay Johnson, the crowd favorite. I toot my own horn because it sounds like Miles Davis. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? Nice. Nice addition. Nice addition. And then there's your man, Dame. Three underscores, three one three. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the Liquor Store Legend, the Corner Store Conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It is the honorable boss dame yo welcome back shop talk podcast episode 314 st louis three is that st louis erico i think it's 314 okay never knew yeah you uh, ever been to the loo no i dated a girl who's from there so. okay <laughs> did she go down down <laughs> <laughs> this is not how it started <laughs> yo episode 314 on you hoes. Uh, what's popping, y'all? On this beautiful Friday, the 13th. Smell like that outside. Dog, it's, eight, it's been 90 degrees most of the day. Yeah, man. It's been hot as fuck today. Yeah. You know it smells like that outside. It smells like fresh baby mamas and asshole outside. Boy. I wouldn't know because I'm not going outside. You motherfuckers is crazy. I ate. I went downtown last night and ate at Nikki's. I sat on the deck and ate. And man, niggas is out. You know it's hot. You know when it's hot in Detroit? When you see niggas on big bikes playing Computer Love or Kim Love Falls. I mean Love Calls. Yeah, shout out to You my, know it's hot outside. Shout out to my motorcycle riders. Them niggas will be out there at 50 degrees if they can. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Roe. <laughs> Roe, Tariq, uh, Terry. Sean, Jay Grand, all the motherfuckers. Jay Grand ride a bike. Hell yeah, them niggas at Harley's. Okay. Yeah. That's the only that's the only bikes I, I will acknowledge is Harley's. Like if you got a dick rocket, yeah, leave like that shit in the crib. Leave that shit in the crib. I'm not trying to die. I'm trying to cruise and be cool. You know what else I seen a lot of niggas out in last night? Well, not a lot. There was one nigga that kept like circling the area and he had a slingshot. I never seen like a four seater slingshot. And he get had a car, one. my nigga. <laughs> I mean it's, it's I mean, get a car. It's a vibe, my nigga. It's like get a car, <laughs> big ass go kart. That's what you got out there. It, like, you know what? I, you know what? I mean, it look it looks sweet. He has some big ass tr- tires on the bitch. 
he was he was playing all the old school shit, just riding around, just banging that shit. But it's a it's a it's a big ass go kart. Like, I, like I mean, I used to like the Can Ams with the two wheel with, yeah. with the three wheel. Like I thought that shit was cool because it it wasn't a car, it wasn't a motor. It was like it's it's own thingish, you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> it's a hybrid. When, when you got a four wheeler, like man, they go get a car. No, no, it was still a three wheel. Okay, but it just had it just had four seats in the bitch. It had a, two rows of seats. Get a car, my nigga. <laughs> you know what I always think about when you know, I it's like it's like it's like a go kart with the shell of a Lamborghini on the outside. <laughs> like, but nigga, it's an RC car under there. Um, side note, shit, whoever driving them bitches, but probably cost more than whatever the fuck I'm driving. Yeah, and it's probably a, a good ninety miles an <laughs> hour faster when I'm driving. This is just jokes, niggas. You know what? What I always think about when I see one of them shits, like, yo, you're not gonna be able to take a car accident, my yeah, nigga. You can't take nothing. If an if a nigga in an F one fifty hits you. It's a fatality. The nigga in a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> no, <laughs> man. You can take a miss. You could probably no, take a the sedan. Fuck you cannot. You probably could. How? You're going to be fucked up, but the you car, probably live. The car is hitting you. It's not even, it's, there's nothing in between you and the car, but like a, a bicycle rack or some shit. Like it's, it's no, no, like it's no, it's no door. You just, know, you just like pull a, over it's and It's a metal pole. Like it's, you, you are getting hit by a car, my nigga. Like. <laughs> No, that'd be the only thing I'd be. That'd be the only thing I'd be worried about. Cause like when I had my expedition, you know, I was I was causing a lot of urban terror in that bitch. And I remember thinking to myself, like, yo, if I really hit somebody in this motherfucker, I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, I'm gonna kill him. You are. You should be. You should be responsible. <laughs> and for the one, of a car. And, and when I I had an accident where I totaled this lady car, like I was not paying attention at the light. I hit the gas, and now I'm in her trunk. And I'm literally looking down at her inside of her trunk. And I just had to pull off. Like, I just hit the freeway. It was just a hit and run. I've talked about it before. I didn't have no license. You should probably stop talking about it, though. It's over with. It's over with. It's over with. I don't know that that's the case. It's over with. I ain't had no license, no registration. My plate was bold. No proof of insurance. I just pulled up into the gas station like I was going to give her some information. Which gas station? <laughs> in the gas station in my hood <laughs> and I jumped on the freeway and I was out because it was right up the street from the police station I knew if them niggas was coming I'm going to jail yeah, like Rose said like you know this shit is recorded right <laughs> I don't give a fuck come get me All right. come and get me okay YSL I got you. <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> nigga be like yo free Dave them niggas we getting targeted <laughs> yo, hey listen yo, yo let's talk up. about it let's yo, talk about it I, a lot of people I respect I use that word loosely because okay, I don't really know y'all niggas in real life, but like respect y'all opinions on music and hip hop and culture and everything right. like that. My nigga, the police are not targeting rappers. That's, <laughs> that's not a thing. They're targeting niggas doing crimes. Like it's not yo. He rap. Let's tar- no, my nigga. Who the fuck do not know? So you got one or two things going on. Either those gentlemen who got arrested are CB foreign it the fuck up. <laughs> Lying in all they raps is really some square ass regular people not selling drugs, not murdering, not killing, not with the with the guns and everything. Or they are exactly, or they thugging, they or, fucking thugging. Or they are exactly who they told us they are. Yeah. And if they are exactly who they have been telling us they are, for they are years criminals. And years, they are criminals. There is nobody targeting you, nigga. You came to us with the information. <laughs> I didn't ask you to drop the tape, nigga. You dropped the tape. So I don't know if people really understand how federal charges work. Uh, according to some of those, I've, I've looked at some of the documents that have been posted online. I mean, it's public information, 
But like they've been on Thug since 19, since 2019. It's 2022. And what niggas don't know how federal cases work, like nigga, they build up so much information where you cannot fight it. Like they're not the feds don't fucking lose cases. Like I think they got like a eighty five percent or something win rate on cases. It's ridiculous. Ninety seven. I didn't know it was that high. So when the feds come oh, ninety four, it's like in ninety four or ninety seven. I can't remember. Let's 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 split it down the middle and say ninety five. When the feds come to get you, they have everything they need to lock you up for as long as they want to keep you locked down. These are RICO charges. Side note. Only reason I say that number a lot because I hear people say it. I have no idea what the actual conviction rate. I thought it was somewhere in the eighties. But like, let's say, but we would have got that from from somebody who said it or they said it. Like, how do we know? Them niggas could be fronting. It's pretty high though. I know. I'm. I mean, in real life, because when the feds come and get you, they got they got all the evidence. I have I have a good friend of mine that sat in prison for a decade on federal charges. And that nigga did 80% of his sentence. Like, it's no early release. You're going to sit there. Well, that's, the, that's the early release. In state time, you got to do your whole time. Yeah. In a uh, fed time, nine months is a year. So, you you know, you after nine months, they give you credit for a year. You can come home earlier. You, can, you actually probably want fed time. And federal prisons historically have been a... I'm... Relatively, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because ain't none of this shit safe, okay? No, nah. uh, it's sometimes from 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 information I've heard, third party word of mouth. Uh, it'd be a little bit better in federal. Prison. I don't know because my homie, like I said, did a did a whole dime in fair prison. He was like that whole shit that they be talking about niggas not getting raped in fair prison. He was like that. Well, I don't know about not the rape. Well, <laughs> I've heard stories of like, oh, you can have conjugal visits. Niggas ain't really getting because like murder and shit like that is state crimes. Like unless you like kill, uh, unless you do like a, a um race killing or some shit, you're not gonna get no fed time. So like some of the the the, the, the ultra violent shit be in state prison and, and fed. Generally speaking, it'd be kind of like white collar and like selling drugs and shit like that. Not necessarily, yo, this nigga didn't kill 22 people because yeah. that'd be state time. You know what I'm saying? But he definitely explained to me like it's still predators. But predators <laughs> is everywhere. It's like it's predators. Because you could be a predator and a killer, but you just got caught for the drugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. And, 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 and this is this is crazy. But how he explained it to me, like when niggas get raped in the feds, it's not like, oh, I just I want you. It's punishment. Yeah, that's how. <laughs> like you, understanding. you was talking shit to the wrong niggas, so they sent some motherfuckers in there to beat you and and rape you, and yeah. now you don't talk anymore, unless you want to get your ass beat and raped. Man, I just I hope I. Mean, <laughs> I don't want Shot Talk Podcast to be that today. I don't. I'm just. I'm. I'm just never gonna go to prison. <laughs> I'm not. So, I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna avoid the bookings. And um, just never go to. You know who's not gonna avoid the bookings? Young Thug and Gunner. Them niggas is not coming home, yo. Y'all better love the music that they made, cause you're not getting no more of it. You know what's interesting to me? I'm surprised Young Thug um, is still like free before this, right? Cause you remember when he uh, tried to kill Lil Wayne? Niggas just glaze over that whole. Like he shot up Wayne tour bus or had his tour bus shot up. He was trying to kill that nigga. So and the nigga who shot it up, he ended up beating this case. After he got convicted, he yeah. got overturned a couple of years later in 2016. I, I looked that shit up this week. But, like, he had, like, the person who allegedly shot the tour bus up, called Thug, then called Baby, 
the tour bus got shot up, then he called Thug, and then called Baby. Like, right before and right after, it, it just went away. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, no, it didn't go away. It's probably written somewhere in this <laughs> indictment. I just, I, I just don't understand how you mean, like, yo, they out here targeting. They're not targeting you. You have a very loud speaker, figuratively and literally, screaming your crimes aloud for anybody to see and hear. You know, I saw an article where niggas was like basically dogging the DA in Atlanta. Like, that's a black woman. She going after, you know. Criminals. <laughs> alleged criminals. Well, they, they were trying to say, like, she going after successful athletes, entertainers. No, my nigga, she's going after fucking. She's doing her job. She's going after the criminals. She's trying to get you niggas off. She said she's targeting street gangs. She's trying to get you niggas off the streets. You niggas is a gang. Right? They are. Like, YSL is a gang. It's not a <laughs> clique. It's a gang of niggas. Yo, don't. Don't. I don't. Maybe. I don't know. They're responsible for murder, kidnapping, drug dealing. Like, they, that's criminal activity. You know why a fan is in there and he got stabbed while he was in jail. And yeah. It's like they niggas trying Lucci, to take they was, they, they trying to take Lucci out. And then they said they recovered phone calls or text messages like asking Thug, like, can we kill him or some shit like that? Uh, that nigga has, has said that he, does, he doesn't feel safe in, the, in prison because niggas tried to stab him. You know who else went? Who else uh, is taking a plea on some Rico charges? Casanova out in New York. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, Cass looking at big numbers too, like five to life. So somebody asked. Somebody said, um, or ask, five to sixty years, but that's ask life. a question, and it's kind of twofold. Why do you think they do this? Who the rappers? Yeah. <sighs> Like once you start making this legal money or whatever, and then she was like, uh, this just this solidifies that to me that all rappers are really broke. Oh no, for sure they broke. They for sure broke. Now, I had a I was like, are they broke? Or are they trying to live a lifestyle that is so outlandish that the money that they're making, which is probably seven to ten times more than the average person would ever make? You just can't afford to live a lifestyle of a, a LeBron James. Right. When, like, people in general. When I say broke, they may be broke compared to some of their higher earning peers. You know what I'm saying? They they probably are. are mar a nigga like Casanova, he's had some marginal success. He had that don't run kind of. I, I don't know if I can call it a hit, but he had Don't Run. And I'm sure the nigga doing club appearances, doing show, you know, opening, doing four, five songs, some mixtape shit. So, I mean, I'm sure that nigga is sustaining a living, but he not sustaining a living like a Lil Wayne or something or some shit like that. So he figure, you know, he do what he know. And now d doing that shit puts you back in, puts you back where you came from. So do you think is that... um I'm doing illegal shit so I can appear that I have money. Supplement your income, possibly? Because, like, so for an example, if your jury is real, there's no way that you can afford them, them, all them chains with all them diamonds. If that is real. Right. Like, that is an enormous amount of money that you have four, five, and six of them. Yeah. Right? Like, royalties for music don't hit instant. You drop like a, that's like a year yeah, at a, least. A year later. Yeah. When you will get your money. 
when that when that shit started happening. And you would only get money after you recoup. recoup. And, and a the, lot of these niggas don't recoup. And the reason you don't recoup is say, let's say your deal is, let's just say you get 10%, right? Mm-hmm. You get 10% of the profits, my nigga. Not 10% of everything that's sold. Right. So some of this, let's say $10 million come in and you get 10% of it. You don't get 10% of the 10 million. You get 10% of, of what's the, left of the percentage of the, uh, after we break even the, the profit, you get 10% of the profit. That may not be $10 million, my nigga. No, it's not. So you've been paid already. It's not, I, I never get paid. We gave you the money up front. Yeah. We gave, we gave you 200,000 in advance. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's an advance, right? So we give you money up front in hopes that you, but you still owe that money back. Yeah. You, you don't make enough money. To do the things that you're doing. Now, you're on the road. You're getting 10, 15,000. If you were marginal, successful. Let's person, say you're getting 10K a show. You know what I'm saying? You did 42 shows this year. Well, nigga, that's a lot of fucking money. You know what I'm saying? You got $420,000. Maybe you did some walkthroughs. Maybe you charging two, three bands to walk through the club. That's a lot of money. And if you make $400,000 in a, in a year, you're not broke. However, if the habits that you have... I don't know why we think we have to do this, though. Have to do what? Maintain an image? Like, or I maintain, to, like, or, or front for the camera, like, I'm you not. Made, you made $420,000 this year, and you have a $500,000 vehicle. What? You can't, you can't afford it. The math ain't, the math ain't fucking math. <laughs> you like, can't what? afford the bitch. You got a $300,000 Lamborghini, and you only made $400,000 this year. Only. Like, what? So what you doing? You leasing it? Can you lease a Lambo? Yes, because no one's buying them, bitches. I'm sure that's. I'm sure your accountant is advising you not to. That's got to be bad business. I would lease instead of buy. It depends. I mean, first of all, I just rent that bitch when I want to drive. Yeah, like I don't. Unless you like a nigga. Why do I want to have the Lamborghini forever? Like I don't. That bitch get eleven miles to the gallon. You're not going nowhere. Unless <laughs> you gotta take. It should gotta take super. And also in a good, like legitimately, like them sport, they they're so fast and they're so powerful. Don't hit, don't pull out, nigga. You going to the, you gonna pull out and go directly to the gas station. Yeah, the car not big enough to have a giant tank. It uses so much energy and some like it's not. It's 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 not it's not economically feasible if you're not bringing in Floyd Mayweather type. If you're not bringing in an exorbitant amount of money, it's probably not economically feasible for you to have a vehicle like that you know it, it's easy to say like oh nigga you should be smart with your money instead of buying a fucking maybach nigga buy you a chevy tahoe but like niggas be wanting to to keep up with the image so yeah. bad and that's what i'm trying to figure out because like kendrick said last week everything is for the culture fuck is this culture shit man what is this shit man Last week when I was yeah. like this black community, what the fuck is this shit? Cause it's not real. It's this inanimate object that everybody has a different idea of what it is, and it ain't none of that shit. Like I personally do not give a fuck if you have nineteen chains on. And they don't even be wearing real chains; they be chokers. You niggas be wearing chokers. You know why? Because a real chain, it costs, a 30 inch chain would be fucking expensive. Like, that's I come from an age where you can take your chain off and t- over your head. Say it again. <laughs> you know say, what I'm that's how niggas, that's a chain. That's a chain. You can't get the shit past your chin because <laughs> if you did, it would cost you a lot of fucking money that you don't have. I don't understand it. Also, 
I believe that some of these rappers have confused being a quote unquote real nigga with being a criminal nigga. Like, explain. When you be like, oh, that, that nigga real, or that nigga, like, they even, I think we've even, we've even merged quote unquote black culture with criminal culture. It's like, I hate to use this nigga as a, an example and shit, but we don't fuck. People don't fuck with Nick Cannon for whatever reason, right? Because he's corny. <laughs> niggas don't niggas don't niggas don't fuck with Russell Wilson because he's corny. Insert person here. Uh we don't fuck with them because they're corny. However, they literally have everything that your favorite rapper want. Other than the other than It's a perception of their personal life, is that why niggas see them as corny. But what's the like what is it? Is it because they're not violent enough? They don't they don't they don't strike fear into somebody? Because it seems like if you're fearful, everybody fuck with you. Oh, shit, he, he might fuck us up. He might kill us. So now he could, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what exactly is it? Because Corny has that perception of being weak. Uh, that's that's where I think the correlation is. Niggas view Nick Cannon like, oh, he not he not a thug. He not, you know, Nick Nick ain't out in the, Nick ain't out in the field. He ain't, so he ain't have, jump off the porch. We have confused black culture with, he not a criminal. So like, yo, you got to be like you, you a rapper. I bet somebody said if any nigga stop free, start freestyling, it's damn near impossible, possible for them not to shoot somebody in a freestyle. Well, when you freestyle, you need you go. Sometimes you need a crutch. You go directly to the gun. I'm I'm guilty of myself because I will. My I got a gun so big. I will my four or five you to death. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just. But it's we confuse black culture. You got to be a criminal. And if I'm not a criminal, then people don't fuck with me. You lame, nigga. And that has got niggas in a trap where even though I'm a successful rapper, allegedly, I'm a successful rapper who makes money from touring and and record sales and everything. I'm literally going to risk my freedom for an appearance. Like, I don't understand it. Niggas are just niggas are just ignorant. I won't call them dumb. And that and that lame shit is like I've I've been a nigga that's been on this show and called Nick Cannon like corny and shit. Like I I've let it fly out of my mouth. But like really them niggas are a nigga like Russell Wilson is actually winning. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a he's a successful athlete, has a stable life, a woman and children that love him. The nigga winning in life. Now I remember where the Russell Wilson corny shit came from. And this was before Sierra and shit. Remember, uh, what's my man? Rob Parker got suspended from ESPN because he called him a cornball brother yeah. years ago. It was a picture. The pot calling the kettle. It was a picture of him with like this Hawaiian shirt and these weird looking sandals. Everybody was like dressed quote unquote normal. And he just looked at really weird, weird. He had like a white wife. His hair was curly. And that picture, he was like, yo, this nigga corny. And that shit stuck. Shouldn't you be corny on vacation it with your lady? This was like a lady. He was married to the. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Like when he was married to like, shouldn't you be a look? You can, if I can't be corny with my wife. On vacation in the islands, was, like. But it was a picture of him with the other people on the team on the football team. Okay, I he, mean, lo- he looked out. He looked out. Looked of place, out of place, and that's where all that shit about him started. But a lot of rookies and younger players co- probably look out of place because this is all. What you say last week? Act like you've been here before, nigga. I've never, never I've never been here, nigga. I, I don't know what to do, nigga. Ain't never rocked a pair of Jordans before, <laughs> right? That shit just wasn't important, it's, or I couldn't afford it. Or if he, let's just say he could, but like where we from, that shit got a different level of prestige Yeah, from in our quote unquote culture, right? But somewhere else, it don't got that same shit. Like, nigga, it could be 
boat shoes or what insert whatever Brooks brother who the fuck knows I mean Russell Wilson played at Wisconsin like he he probably has lived always lived a, a different type of lifestyle yeah. but like we've confused our culture with criminal criminal activity and the two don't correlate it's when, not real when when Will Smith did some criminal shit and slapped a nigga half the motherfuckers was like yo look at that that's how we gotta stand up for our black women and all other no, shit like not. that no it's not I hate to say this and I forgot to talk about this but I'm glad that just came up when that Will Smith shit went down I said this is gonna send a wrong message right it did and saying like no that's not how you supposed to react when someone calls you and unfortunately former Michigan State basketball player Adrian Payne, he lost his life over the weekend. Yep. When the details of how that tragic situation happened came about, he went over. There was a domestic dispute going on, and I guess his girlfriend got a phone call, and he and his girlfriend went over there to help squash the domestic dispute, whatever. And the nigga shot him and, and nigga killed shot him. killed him. Call the police, my nigga. Like, I don't know what he did. It's no fault of his own. But like, call the police before you call a quote unquote loved one. I literally said niggas is gonna f- you gonna fuck around, and get somebody killed, or get put them in jail. What what what? Your son and said like, don't send nobody for me that you love. You can because you may because you may not you want, get them back. But don't send nobody. Don't send anybody you want back. Yeah. Because they may because you love them. Yeah. You love them, not nobody else. So when we see something violent, and I, I can't front like I don't like violence. I do. Because I love it. You know what I'm saying? I pay for it on pay on a pay-per-view basis. I really do. Anytime a fight is on, whether I know the fighters or not, anytime a fight is on, I want to watch it. But like I don't equate violence with black. Yeah. Or black people violent. Shit. Me and my brother was renting. The UFC events on VHS before it was this version of UFC. Niggas don't re- remember when them early UFC matches, them shits was violent. No. As fuck. No. No weight class. Classes, no. Like, it was like, we've all we've always liked violence. You know what I'm saying? Two niggas in an octagon. You want to fight? Uh, he want to fight too. But I don't equate the, uh, if I want to show people that I'm black or I'm down, let me be violent. Let me be criminal. You could just be normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't, I don't get it, man. Like, why motherfuckers would... Oh, let me play this. Because this was said to Thug, by the way. And I wish he would have listened or, and heeded this at the oh, time. Oh, I know, I know what you finna play. Like, you rappers, like the artists, if you don't want to be an artist, take it to the streets. But don't bring the dumb shit in the game trying to prove that you're a fucking real nigga and why you proving that you're a real nigga you gonna finesse yourself out of position and out of opportunity that can change your family and generations in your family life y'all getting money that niggas never got though mm-hmm. i'm talking about the legends like people are making so much money from this music what exactly is the urge to do some illegal shit i don't i, I don't understand it i think sometimes niggas be stuck in their position so long they just be programmed like they don't they don't see that separation in what i was and what i am now we've been brainwashed the reason in atlanta they called it a trap that wasn't because it was a cool word Tia was saying no niggas Niggas is trapped this is actually a trap yeah like we it looked glitz and glamour then you step in there and then you caught it's a trap yeah like 
if everybody alleged story, yo, we had it hard. I had to help moms with the rent, and you know what I'm saying we come from everybody nothing. got it out the mud. Yo, we had to come from nothing. Okay, but now that you don't have nothing anymore and you have a lot, take what you got and go. You know, I I think that sometimes people feel like they owe where they came from something. They owe their homie something like, nigga, I made it. I got to, you know, take them with me. And sometimes the people around you are the ones take dragging you, prison, you down. You? Yeah. I mean, sometimes the people that are around you are the ones that are dragging you down. You can fuck it. You can help out. Nigga, if you want to give niggas a thousand dollars a month, give them the money. But why you got to do some criminal shit? Like, why are niggas getting allegedly murdered and killed and plots and this and that? And they didn't make the. Well, they could make these charges up, <laughs> but we are talking about the government. Here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, yo, man, we know they success rate. Right. We allow you to do shit for years. And then they'll, and then people are mad because, oh, they, they cause they're using his lyrics against them. Right. All right. Nigga, this the, what about the first amendment? What about it? You got the freedom. The, to yeah. It gives you the freedom to say whatever you want to say. Doesn't mean that shit can't be used against you later on. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> it gives you the freedom to you literally you can get you can wake up tomorrow morning and say whatever the fuck you want you can go anywhere and say whatever the fuck you want but it does not mean that you're going to avoid the consequences of saying whatever the fuck you want nigga if you if you admit to a crime you admit it to the crime yeah like what do you i don't and what? it's fine that you said that you said that you did the crime because you can say what you want but when people you Whatever you say or do will be used against you in the court of law. Like they, they, re- that's in the Miranda rights. It's wild because, like, I understand the argument as far as like, yo, if you just a rapper who making up stories and and, and doing shit like that, you don't want to be charged with murders that literally never happened, right? I just wrote, I got a story to tell. That doesn't mean Biggie uh, met some girl and robbed her at her house. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that don't mean that that happened. But it did happen. It did not in real life. Let's you don't you don't think it did? No. 100%. Fat Joe confirmed it. Fat Joe didn't confirm shit. He said it was Anthony Mason. He talking about what bitch on the Knicks was Biggie fucking with or hitting. But the whole I robbed you and it never happened. Never happened. I watched every one of them episodes of uh on um Dan Levertard. Never happened, dog. Never happened. Anthony Mason is not here any longer, but never happened. It would be an incredible story if it did happen. I don't want to go with the Biggie line. I, I, got, I got some controversial shit to say about Biggie, but I would like to hear it. Nope, not today. Okay, not today. We'll put a we'll put that in the parking lot. And come back to it. I would like to hear it. One hundred percent. All right. Um, I, I I don't I don't understand this shit. But like, if you say some shit, like yo, Tuesday a nigga got shot up on the corner of. Jero and Evergreen, and then on Wednesday you drop a song talking about man, I shot a nigga up on Evergreen and Joy Ro- My nigga, it's not a co- oh, you just coincidentally this oh, this is my artistic expression. Okay, niggas can't niggas can't they don't know how to leave that street shit behind. They just don't like that. That shit is ingrained in them. It's programmed in them. They don't know how to leave that shit behind. And you got to look at it also. And I'm not ex- excusing it, but these is young niggas. These niggas old as fuck. These niggas is grown as hell. They, all things considered, late twenties, considered, these late twenties, early thirties. They're they're still young. No, no, nigga, late twenties, early. You was not young. You are That's, young. If nigga. you make it to if the average age, the niggas dying, black folks about seventy seven. Nigga, that's half your fucking life. You was not young no more. 
Jay, they, they you're not young. You you responsible for your actions. You know why? Right if you deal wrong. with a woman that's thirty, isn't she, she's young? She's young. Nigga, she got four more years until she high risk for pregnancy. She not young. <laughs> she is in the in the moment. She I I feel like the niggas is young, man. Maybe that maybe that's you know that's that's Aunt Dame talking, and I'm I'm I giving mean, them a little sympathy. I feel all, like the niggas is young. You always younger than somebody who older than you. But that don't mean you're not responsible for your fucking actions. Oh no, no, I I feel I get that part. But like sometimes when you when you just young, like you do, no, you I, do more stupid shit when you're younger. Okay, what's young for you? Thirty and under. That's young. Nah, dog. Nah, because we got shit. <laughs> we didn't had. Um, I want to say that's young, but like nigga, I was living on my own at nineteen and figuring out life. I had kids. I had a, a child by 21. Like, yeah, I was young compared to other people that I knew having kids. But, like, nigga, I was in the game. I mean, at 21, nigga, you, you might be late to the kid game in the Shit. grand scheme of things. Hell, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't, you don't get no pass for being young at uh, tw- Tupac, 25 years old. That nigga was not young. As far as he fully. Develop. He understands what the fuck is was going engul- on. Was engulfed in the, the 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 secret word, the culture. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you are fully. Aware. He was influencing the culture at 25. So really that. younger than that. When, so if he was 25 when he died, let's say feasibly, all eyes on me. Maybe a year and a half, we two years Pac, before. We knew Pac, for like a four year from when he four was or five years scale. Yeah. So from 21 to 25. Those years, we knew who Pac was. And my nigga, even at 21, you was responsible for your actions because you was schooling other niggas. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I don't, everybody don't get to, y'all, that nigga young, man. My nigga, ignorance is no excuse. Nigga was young, though. He was. If a nigga die at 30, you're not young at 25. Young is relative for how long you live. <laughs> dying at 30 is dying young, my nigga. Could be. Now, it depends on what you did with your life. That's a Nas bar. Uh, from what song was that? But, like, what Pac did at the age of 25, that nigga lived, like, four or five different lifetimes. He accomplished so much in that little bit of time. Like, But, but most of us don't get the opportunity to live like that. What I'm saying is the age number ain't just, oh, you're 25, you're young. Okay. I, all right. All right. Everybody' that, life that, experience that is different. Yeah. Shit. At twenty five, you had what? One, one child or two child? Shit, nigga. I had three going on. No, I had two going on three. So you can't be like, I'm twenty five. I'm young though. No, nigga. You were you a fam? You you were married. You got a family. Yeah, you I had a, a full blown family or mortgage. Father, like you don't. You cannot. Nah, sorry, I was young, nigga. To, today I'm younger than I'm gonna be tomorrow. We can always <laughs> say that shit. If I'm a, say if I I want to be 101 years old, right? So at 40 years old, I'm like, oh nigga, I was young though. Because relatively speaking, but I, I get what I I get what you're saying. You're right. But but be, being for, young ain't an excuse for and I can't ignorant give a shit. Pass for the exact same shit that we see over and over. I can see if this is the first time we didn't ran into some shit like this, right? Mm-hmm. Nigga, that's the exact same formula. We didn't seen rappers do dumb shit and go to jail for doing illegal shit. Nigga, you make you make music for a living. Stop. Nah, nigga, I'm thugging. I'm thugging. Well, nigga, name is Young Thug and Gunner. <laughs> so, <laughs> yo, is that a, is that a double Andre? 
But that D.L. Hughley said that. He was like, yeah, when your name is Young Thug and Gunner, you may go to jail. When your name is C. Murder and you on trial for murder, like the 12 niggas in the box is not thinking like, yeah, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you yeah. rapping about murder. And when you on tape shooting in the club, but like, nah, nigga. Uh, oh, man. Whether I you forgot about that tape of C. Murder. Whether you didn't do this murder or not, it don't look good mm. for you because we, we see you. Yeah. We see a pattern of behavior. We see a rap sheet. Yeah. We see a pattern of behavior. Listen, all all that to say, no, nah, nigga, the police not targeting y'all. No, they're targeting criminals. They don't eat target. Gotta wait till it come on my timeline. I don't have to I'm not looking for y'all. Oh. Y'all looking for me. Did you see one of the niggas asked him about like how important social media? She chuckled, like, uh, it's probably huge these, to the investors. Out of all these in, ca- in cases or whatever, like social media plays a giant um, portion. Because niggas telling themselves. It's the, the need to always be seen, acknowledged. Like social media is everybody's personal reality show. And I can share as much or as little as I want to on a daily basis. And athletes, or well, entertainers rather, don't ever go by the formula like less is more. I know we're going to get into the Kendrick shit later, but I look at an artist like Kendrick. That nigga goes away. Kendrick and Cole, to be honest. Goes away. Just silent. Just silent. You'll see pictures of Kendrick like like he Bigfoot. Like the last time, like the nigga will not be seen for years. Who knew he had COVID? Nobody. He wouldn't have told us we would have never fucking knew. Nobody. Like if the, somebody, so if we find out some information about a, a celebrity, it's because you wanted somebody to know, my nigga. Like, nigga, before Kendrick had announced the album was coming out, I just happened to be on Instagram and seen a random picture of this nigga in the stands at Dodger Stadium just catching a Dodgers game. <laughs> like, he was covered up yeah. trying to be inconspicuous, but, like, he wasn't, in a, he wasn't in a press box. He wasn't in a luxury suite. This nigga was in stadium seating at Dodger Stadium just trying to catch a game on a Thursday, Thursday night like a regular nigga. Like you say, J. Cole, he'll drop an album. Cole was at somebody, that young girl that had DM'd him. In a few thirteen. Cole was at her graduation this weekend. No security, just by himself kicking it. Nine years later. That's a hell of a promise that nigga made. Once I make the promise, my word is my bond. Speaking of. Got to see it through, my boy. Speaking of being inconspicuous, niggas and found a pot at work, dog. Oh, you got to block them. Well, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. I had no idea they found it. But somebody, we was talking about something. He was like, wait, 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 wait. You got a, I heard you have like a really big podcast. It's too late. I'm like, huh? <laughs> it's too late. I'm like, who, to- who, who told you? Who told you that? Like, I ain't never mentioned the podcast. Then I'm thinking like, which one did you find? Because I don't even know which one they found. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, but if they found one, <laughs> they, go find they find the other. Then, like, if they found This Week in Culture, they're going to find Shop Talk. And then somebody else came to me and he was like, yeah, I was, I was trying to, to cyber stalk you. I'm like. Uh, Why? Uh, <laughs> Why? Oh, man. I don't know how niggas found the pot. But, uh, we are to to a certain extent we are public figures. But I wanted to go incognito for as long as I could possibly be. You know, I like know, forever. I know somebody that manages social media professionally, and you know has we've discussed some business, and she was like, "But you all have like a, a thumbprint and a following. You have <laughs> three hundred and thirteen episodes of content, my nigga. Like you're." N- you might be inconspicuous in the way that, like, I'm not promoting, 
what I'm doing, but like you're not. <laughs> I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people who've listened to this podcast, and this week, like literally, no, I sent my <laughs> I sent my boss some money at work for a going away gift for a team member of ours. So my cash app is still Dame going wild. So she she's like Dame going wild. What's that about? Just just something in my life. All she got to do is a quick Google. I got two different cash apps. One for one that's Shop Talk Podcast, and one that's you know I don't know the real Jay Jay Johnson. Yeah, it's something about Jay Johnson, and uh, I make sure that I only use my personal because. <laughs> Anyway, niggas didn't find me and uh Oh <laughs> Cheyenne, you know, we I started the live party just to, you know, kind of get people people engaged and Cheyenne talking shit that my hand is taking up half the screen. Your hand looked darker <laughs> on that side. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I don't know. Um but yes, man. Any event uh this week was a holiday. Uh Friday the thirteenth style. My first name, Jason. You know what I'm saying? I clap guns like a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, oh, 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 swell, swell, uh, I got it, I got it. You know what I'm saying? It. But listen, you know, Friday the 13th is a really good day. Some say it's a bad day. I think it's a good day. But Kendrick drops today. Let's talk about it. Man. Let's talk about it. Uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Ain't that the name of it? Right? Yes, it is. Uh, I love every time Kendrick drops, man. It's an event. Uh, how you been? How how have you been digesting the album so far? So I I really like to listen to albums in a car when I drive. At least one listen through that way, and then this weekend, like I'm gonna just probably take some time in the crib just to throw my AirPods on and listen to it through. Because literally, when I was in the car listening to it, <coughs> by the time I picked the kids up and dropped them off to school, the album was over. Like no, I just listened to it straight through. It's an hour and thirteen minutes. Yeah, it's an incredible album. Incredible. And I haven't found what the hook is quite yet in the album because I know because I know with the Kendrick album, there's always an underlying story. No, no word is wasted. No bar is wasted. No theme is wasted. That's a fact. Now, I haven't quite figured it out just yet because this is, you know, the album's not even 24 hours old. So I haven't quite figured out what the hook is or like another. Like each album per se is only nine songs. Like I know just how he works. There, there's something else interwoven in there. It's wild that you can't really drop double albums because it's one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's not. It's well. I mean, you get the double. But the first one is vinyl. one one through nine. The second one is one through yeah. nine. So I mean, it is a double album. I mean, 18 songs, but niggas is dropping 18 songs on regular albums. Yeah, but when people said double album, it used to actually be two CDs. Yeah. And that was the double part because it was so much content that you couldn't fit it on one CD. But now since everything digital, it's just like one through 18, my nigga. Uh, But I'm pretty sure contractually, it's two. Uh, And um, you only get paid for 12 songs, no matter how many songs is on your album. So it's probably best that he got paid for two albums. Right. 18 songs, you only got paid for 12. That's how they split the they split the shit up. I don't know why that's the way it is, but that is the way it is. Uh yo man, um, I'm I'm really enjoying the process of taking in all the information. Um the album does sound sonically um more upbeat and I can ride and listen to it than I initially thought 
I don't think it has no singles. Shit. I don't think it has no singles. That's just my opinion. Uh, I think track number four is a single. I mean, it's the most single song that that that, that that's on there. Track number four. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Num. Damn, what's up, girl? The one yeah, with, number uh, four. Summer Walker. No. Um. Okay. Um, my sister actually manages this girl. Really? Yeah, she's super dope, by the way. Okay. Um, but that's the like it's really it's a. I'm fairly sure that's probably gonna be the single. I hope, I hope they don't push singles on us. I really, do, I really hope do they videos. don't. <laughs> He's gonna do a video for songs. I'm fine with the video for just the Heart Five. No, nah, I want to see some of this shit because Kendrick videos are always fire. He don't never have like a regular. I'm just sitting on a white background or just sitting like every video. Like if you go through even his YouTube page, like all his videos are like different. Even the Be Humble video, he was doing the, yeah. the switching and shit when he was in the. Uh, like the um, cathedral at the church. Like all these videos are like super weird. Even had the one video. DNA is probably one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar videos. Yeah, one shit when he was like on top of the street signs. Like it's it's always. I love my eye. Yeah, it's always a. Um, the video with Baby King. Uh, that video was crazy. It's always a different experience. So I'm I'm I like to see Kendrick videos because the the expression gets to get popping. You feel me? Right. Um. So like we clearly we're not about to give a review um of the album. Yo, for my not to cut you off, but just for my folks on live, you're gonna have to catch the rest of this shit tomorrow when we drop Shop Talk Podcast. Be easy. Um clearly we're not about to 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 give a, a review of the album. I've only been listening to it for roughly twelve hours or so. Um but I do wanna have a conversation um about one of the songs on the album. Okay. Or the theme of one of the songs on the album. Uh, the song is Worldwide Steppers. And, you know, for whatever reason, people have uh, taken the word stepper, and that's like the new cool word for, you know, putting in work. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yo, I'm a big stepper, and I, you know, whatever, whatever. So this Worldwide Stepper, or world, in my interpretation, the Worldwide Killers, um, he was explaining how... Um, Everybody's a killer. And he went through a couple different instances um, about how people uh, kill. Um, let me see if I can uh, find some of these lyrics. Eight billion people on earth, silent murderers, nonprofits, preachers in church, crooks and burglars, Hollywood, corporate, in the school teaching philosophies, you either going to kill uh, be dead or you either gonna be dead or in jail. That's a killer psychology. Silent murderer. What's your body count? Who your sponsorship? Objectified so many bitches. I killed their confidence. The media is the new religion. You killed the consciousness. Your jealousy is way too pretentious. You killed accomplishments. <laughs> Niggas kill freedom of speech. Everyone's sensitive. If your opinion fuck around the leak, you might as well send your will. The industry has killed the creatives. I'll be the first to say, teacher exec, I'm saving your children. We can't negotiate. A couple bodies myself slid my community. My last Christmas toy drive in Compton, I handed out eulogies. Not because the rags in the park had red gradient, but because the high blood pressure flooded the catering. 
So what's the difference between your life with hiding motives? What fatalities and reality brung you closure? The noble person that goes to work and prayed like they poster. We slaughter people too, but your murder is just a little slower. So we went through and talked about a bunch of shit that we are murderers and killers too. And we, we kind of judge um, quick assassins and quick killers. But should we think about ourselves and hold ourselves accountable for the, the, the things that we kill? Um, when a teacher said you're going to be dead or in jail, you're killing, killing a dream. You're killing the psychology of a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to be dead or in jail. Damn, my nigga. What if I, if you read the four agreements, what if I took that and accepted that? And now that's how my life turned out. Because you didn't speak life into me. You spoke death into me. The Bible say speak. For, <laughs> the Bible say death comes for the tongue. Why don't you rap about life? That's a quote from Petey Pistols. Right. But like, you killing a whole. <laughs> niggas say you going to. Well, niggas say. We can't get out the hood unless we rap, sell dope, um, or go to the league. That's a that's a cool bar, Biggie Spot said. But niggas will repeat that bar in that rap so many times that you think them the only options. They repeat because now that's their level of thinking, that this is the only way I can get out. Fuck going to like really you don't have many chances to get out if that's what you're thinking your line of work is. There are a hundred thousand people fighting for fifty positions. Like you, your chances of getting out, going to the league or rapping professionally are much slimmer than you going to college and becoming a dental technician or going to the Navy and earning your degree and, you know, whatever, or being a teacher or being an electrician. Like those are, those are feasible goals. You know what I don't like, dog? I don't like you people who do the hindsight 2020 and shit. And be mad at y'all parents because they told you to go to college and get an education. That's good. That's advice. all they knew. That's good advice, though. And that's also what they knew. Because you got a better job of get. You got a better chance, chance, opportunity. You don't. You don't. You don't guarantee the outcome. You guarantee the opportunity, right? Right. You got a better chance and a better opportunity at snagging a high-paying um, job that you can sustain your life on than you can without a college degree now i don't have a college degree and i sustain my life but that's not guaranteed you know what i'm saying right. i could i could be you can record you can say i'm lucky that i ended up in a profession and the skills that i had allowed me to make a nice living for myself but it's not guaranteed no you know what i'm saying it's Depending on what where you at, there's a ceiling that you can't. Well, we would hire you, but you got to have a degree to get this particular job. Right. So you may never can make it to that next, that next plateau of what whatever that financial thing is. And if that's what you really want to be or need to be, it's not bad advice that they told you to go to college and get an education. It's sound advice. Now, is that what ultimately happened in your individual specific circumstance? No, right? Or maybe you should have, to be perfectly honest. Because everybody is like, yo, fuck school, fuck school. I don't college is this. I don't we ended it. Some of you niggas need to go to college. Yeah. Some of the education y'all lacking, and I can tell because you niggas don't even know how to do it. I, I tweeted like I see the worst fucking analogies on the internet. Like y'all don't even know what the word means. Y'all take two things that are not 
Like some of y'all niggas ain't read a book since 12th grade. Like literally you have not picked up a book since 12th grade and it shows. And there's nothing wrong with going to college. Like I, I, I'm the same as you. I, I'm not, I don't have a college degree. I've done some college, but my resume, my work experience has helped me navigate through the corporate environment and I'm able to sustain a comfortable living yeah. at this point. But I also have a friend of mine. He works for like Home Depot corporate. Same thing. Didn't finish college, has worked his way up through Home Depot and he aspires to have the next level of positioning. He has the work experience, but they HR just told him, Straight up, without a degree, this is high as you're gonna go. Man, you've capped out. There's one particular company out of the big three. Them niggas call me damn near every year and try to offer me a position. And then when they get to that point, like, oh yeah, but you gotta have a degree. Motherfucker, how many times you gonna call me? <laughs> like, put the notes in my file. It was like, nigga, we don't care what your degree and you just gotta have it. Like, so essentially, this shit don't matter. Regardless of the fact, guess what? Whoever would have gave you good advice about, yo, you need to go to school, get education, blah, blah, blah. You probably should have. I mean, engineers ain't struggling like that. They make a decent living. Yeah. And their and their base rate is probably higher than your base rate. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're lucky enough to get into a, a, a position where you, you make a commission that's uncapped, that's a different skill set that you, everybody's not a salesperson. Everybody yeah. can't, everybody can't do that. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's not bad advice. Yeah, be I, I don't like how people be like shitting on their parents. Like, yo, man, worst advice I got was go to school and get a job. No, nigga, that's not bad advice. Not everybody's gonna be not everybody's gonna be an entrepreneur, entertainer, athlete. Like some niggas are just going to work a nine to five, and that's not a bad life. Everybody stop got, lying to yourself. Everybody an entrepreneur, who's gonna be the employees? What's the median income in Detroit? Something like twenty five thousand dollars? It's low. Like nigga, go to college, you so you can make more than twenty five thousand dollars. Niggas be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? College ain't for me, uh, nigga. Either neither the job I go to <laughs> every day, but I go to that motherfucker because I need to get paid. Exactly. Like sometimes you got to do shit that you don't want to do to live the life that you want to live. Use what you got to get what you want. Yeah. <laughs> what you think you what what kind of depths you think you've contributed to? murders steps i mean i used to work for a company that shipped out drugs like we we shipped out drugs and there's the reason why so many people are on drugs for whatever specific ailments that they have because there's no financing in a cure the drugs sustain your lifestyle to a point but like there's 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 a cure is no good for the bottom line because you lose a customer yeah Sometimes I've seen some drugs for people's body there. When I worked, I worked for a pharmacy at one point and there were drugs for like rheumatoid arthritis. You know, I I dealt with some of the same patients every month calling in for their drugs. And I never forget. I had a gentleman that used to call in for his rheumatoid arthritis medication. And literally, if he went three days without taking this medication, this is a man that was able to walk upright, do whatever he needed to. If he went three days without this medication, he would be back in a wheelchair. Damn. Because that's how dependent his body was on the drugs. Damn. Damn. And I mean, to me, that's I understand that like it's helping him sustain a quality of life. But that's at, at some regard, if. That is what's helping you just maintain normalcy. That's got to be killing you some other way. Customer for life, for his life. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, there is no no financial benefit for a cure. And that drug I give you probably gonna make something else go wrong. And guess what? Got another pill. Got, got another drug. Yeah, got, got another drug for you to try. Um, he kind of talked about when he went to uh pass out turkey. I mean, pass out shit in the in the hood for Christmas. So he was giving out eulogies because of the the, the catering, the catering, the high cholesterol and the food and shit like that. Uh, you know, shout out to Kevin Samuels. He passed from a heart attack. It's number one killer for us, dog. Hypertension, high blood pressure, cholesterol. Your diet is what's fucking killing you. That your shit, goddamn diet. That shit killed more niggas than the police. <laughs> Stop eating processed foods, my nigga. Eat and I'm not trying to be preachy about it because every now and again, I want some Wendy's. Taco Bell bringing back the Mexican pizza. I want one. But like, nigga, if the majority of your diet is processed food, that shit is going to catch up with you. And like I said this on the pod before. I remember sitting in church. And uh, the particular pastor that was preaching at particular time was explaining how the body is the temple of God and how you shouldn't be putting men <laughs> should be putting earrings in their ears and you shouldn't be tattooing your body and, and things of that nature because your body is a temple of God. Right. And then after church, you're going to go down to the, uh, the fellowship the, hall, to the cafeteria and we're going to eat some ham hocks, mac and cheese, some, some pork. We're going to eat a whole bunch of shit. greens has been marinated in pork ass for hours. My nigga, I thought you said the body was the temple of God. Half your church is on the sick and shut in list and got hypertension, amputees and shit. You lost like fam. That's not. And then we're going to say, uh, I pray to God for the, for the nourishment. Of our <laughs> for the nourishment. Yeah, ain't, ain't shit in this food going to the nourishment of your body. Nigga, this shit is giving you the itis. You know what your body All that is? brown sugar and them yams. We make fun of this shit and how black folks get the itis. Nigga, that's your body going to a comatose state. It has to shut down in order to process all of the fucking poison that's going through your body. Low key, when you eat, when you get the itis, you know you ate some shit that you was not Had no to business eat. eating. My nigga, your body had to tell you to shut this shit down, my nigga. We can't make it. Like literally, you think you ate a good meal and going to sleep? You dying? You going to sleep with? We dying because I get it too. You going to sleep with a thousand calories on you, my nigga? You waking up fat, dog? And even I'll even go a little bit further. Like you know, the first thing I want, I don't want to bash the ladies, but a lot of you women think, "Oh, I'm thick, I'm thick." Nah, baby, you're really morbidly obese. And like this is coming from a nigga who was like literally fat and unhealthy. Three years ago, like, nigga, I was every bit of 282. Like I was hovering near 300 where I've been at least for the past decade. I was living fat and unhealthy. And like, nigga, since I've lost that weight, my quality of life has changed tremendously. So we can add Nike to the to the, the worldwide steppers list. Why? Because when you go into their Nike stores now, they got fat. They got fat mannequins. Yeah. And this whole idea, like, I don't think anybody should be ostracized, made fun of, ridiculed because of their body size or anything of that nature. But to now try to say that whatever the size or whatever, whatever is now healthy, when like this medically is not the case. Now, you may not be able to you may not be about to die, but the idea that 
that's quote unquote healthy is just not good. Even the 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 linebacker, the NFL linebacker who six six two eighty runs a four a four forty whatever he runs in a forty yard dash. You know some of them niggas hearts be horrible. Yeah. Yes, they are physically. They look great. Some of these niggas tickers be bad because the heart is not made to maintain that type of strain on it. No. I mean, now they're in good shape, relatively speaking, for their size. But nigga, your anatomy does not the what your anatomy is programmed to do does not change because you're abnormally sized like your heart. I remember my cardiologist just explained it to me. Just simple. Your heart only going to tick so many times. 100%. And once it's done ticking, and it's your, done. And your stomach only going to digest food so many times. And when you can't digest no food, good night. Yeah. Which is how to eat to live uh, from Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So you supposed to eat one time a day. Women, I, I like I like big niggas. I like thick. I like thick women. Like, like you all are dying together. NBA. NFL, whatever. When you do a trade, nigga, they run you through a physical. Physical. And, and if you get- fail the physical, the ch- nigga, we, the Pistons was trying to run a physical to pick up my nigga Bowl Bowl. He failed the physical. My nigga, trade off. Your heart not right. I know you look, we, we would look at you. Oh, he in, he in good shape. No, he not. Shaquille O'Neal's son had a heart issue, had to have open heart surgery, set out for a complete year. And Shaquille, biggest Shaquille O'Neal, that motherfucker was fat and overweight. Yeah. Yes, he was playing 48 minutes of basketball. Yes, fat and overweight, my nigga. Cholesterol. Pro- Just because you ain't physically fit don't mean your cholesterol level ain't through the fucking roof. And who knows? When you rich, and, and the, the thing like that, when you rich, I think I can eat whatever I want to. Listen, I get the whole body positivity. Well, I, should, I think we should be like, nobody should be body negativity right you should not be chastising anybody or looking down on anybody for the size but the idea that something what is i know medical and like facts and and, and like science don't really matter anymore but something that is scientifically not healthy we really probably shouldn't be promoting it as like a quote-unquote healthy lifestyle absolutely because i guarantee when you was 300, if you if somebody was like, yo, you can pop this, he can hit this button, nigga, you'll be 240. You hit that motherfucker quick as hell. Twice. <laughs> you know I'm tapping that bitch twice. Like, rarely do somebody like, nope, I loved it. Now, you may make yourself love it because you love yourself. I'm right. never going to be less than. However, my body looking right now, I love this because this is what, quote unquote, this God made or such and such. But like, my nigga, uh, it's bad. I heard somebody. I saw a video. Sorry for looking at TikTok, but this bitch, and I don't usually like that word like that, said, if you intentionally try to lose 10 pounds, if it's not quote unquote for health reasons, you fat phobic. What? If you intentionally try to lose 10 pounds, you're fat phobic. Yeah. You scared of being fat or you're, you're fat. You're, you're fat shaming yourself. So now you want to lose what? Like, nigga, what? 10 pounds isn't a lot of weight in the grand scheme of things. Well, maybe I just want to, maybe I just want to fit into this tuxedo for my homeboy wedding. Maybe I won't look better naked because that's really what most niggas getting. A lot of people get in shape. You look at yourself in the mirror naked. I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to lose. I don't want to spare tire. <laughs> I want to lose 10 pounds. I want whatever. But they say, that's fat phobic. Like, so we that's poison. Nigga, that's poison. That's a big step right there. <laughs> yeah, that's poison. <laughs> like everything. My nigga, it's poison. 
that's the song that uh the now was like yo what goes around comes around my nigga i'm trying to bring the lyrics up but that's the one with like how you judge how long a life is about what you did and yeah um but and he also he's like yo fast food fast food and cola and cola sodas uh, skull and bone crosses, aka like, we've been poisoned by this fucking food. Nigga, if you're drinking a Pepsi every day, you're killing yourself. That black pop is fucking killing you. There's nothing good about Pepsi or Coke. I think if you drink a, a cup of coffee every day, it's killing you. Caffeine is one of the most addictive drugs there is. It is killing you. I don't trust nothing that everybody got to drink every day other than water. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when that shit. No, no, it'd it be niggas dope fiend out for their coffee. Starbucks be banging every day. So we walk into the office. Anybody make the coffee yet? Like, damn. I I'm never drunk a cup of coffee because of that. I don't want to do that. You know what's always so but I had an incident where this woman threw coffee on me. <laughs> I mean, I I did I did some wild shit to her. So in retaliation, she threw cold coffee on me. And I just never forget the smell of that shit. And like when when niggas drink coffee. Because at one point I lived with a coffee drinker and people that drink coffee, like if they drink it out of this cup, no matter what you do, that cup will always smell like coffee. It's going to be stained forever. And like if something like that is staining a ceramic glass, nigga, what the fuck is it doing to your bones and your inside? The the inside of your stomach lining is stained from coffee. Yo, this no, one, thank you. Yeah. This one line, he says, silent murderer. What's your body count? Who's your sponsorship? Objectify so many bitches, I killed their confidence. I like how Kendrick does touch on his issues with infidelity on this album, because it's a few other songs where he where he mentions, you know, some of some like when he's talking about having sex with white women and how the ancestors was like not pleased with that nigga. He he really digs at it, and he said a line about people with like tattoos, like hiding scars, and. I guess to a certain degree, I believe that's true. Uh, you know, I'm I'm heavily tattooed from really my neck my neck on down, and my friend's mother would always say to me, "The reason why you had so many tattoos, like you're coping with something and you don't know how to deal with it, like so that's your way of expression with it." And I guess to a certain to a certain extent, that may be true. And I'm glad that we kind of bought these items up right now because just to kind of foreshadow something for the future we're going to have a live therapy session mm -hmm. in a couple weeks here on shop talk podcast me and jay uh, reached out to a friend of mine uh, sylvia lloyd she's going to come in here and do a live set live therapy session with me and jason so we're going to try to she's unpack this week yeah, I, she's going to be on that show and then she's going to follow on our show so she's going to do a live therapy session uh with us too i've never uh, been to therapy traditionally okay i have i have and i think like i don't never want to judge anybody else in their life but there's something that i as your friend as your brother and i and i say this out of a place of love there's something that i've seen you do consistently that i think therapy will help you unpack all right. There's a there's a consistent pattern of but just as a friend and watching you and knowing you, there's there's a pattern that I've seen you do. And I, I don't know the reason why, but I think therapy will help you unpack it. Let's go. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Uh I can be an open book in the right circumstances. You right. know what I'm saying? 
so I'm interested, you know, to to, to see how that works. Um, killing somebody, confidence, man, and you killing specifically killing the confidence of a woman. When right? you cheat on a woman, it it it. I don't care how resilient she is, it cho- it chops away at something inside of her. Um, I can see that. I've cheated on several women in my life, and I'm not saying that as just like, you know, to plant my flag into some shit, but I've seen how it's changed amazing women and made them less confident, insecure, and not the woman that they were pro- when, when I first met them. And I think it's a direct correlation with my behaviors that, that did that. Mm. That's a, that's, that's something, um, that takes a lot to admit and to notice, you know, and um, to kind of like own. Uh, that being said, has it or how has it changed you moving forward? Or yeah, I'm like now I don't I don't want to cheat, but also like if I feel the need that if I'm with someone and I'm not fulfilled. I have the confidence within myself. Like I just walk, I just walk away. Yeah. Like this isn't what I want to do because number one, I don't want to waste my time. In most cases, I don't want to, I don't care to waste your time. And if it's not, if it's not leading to something that I want, then we just spin in our wheels. Cause, cause I know me and eventually I don't care how nice a woman is, how loving she is, how, you know, caring and just, you know, special. She makes me feel if there's things that I desire and I'm not getting it from the relationship, I know eventually I'm a stray off. And after I tell you and, you know, you continue to conduct yourself as you see fit. Now I don't, I don't really expect anybody to make changes for me either. So let me ask this though. Um, have you not have you, um, but, I guess, and you know, I'll take this away from you specifically. Uh, but if that, if you if you're ever in a situation where you know this person is not giving me whatever the thing is I'm desire, I'm gonna walk away. Have we ever looked at like the thing I'm asking for, the thing I'm desire? Is this actually good for me? You know, what I'm saying the thing that I want that this person isn't either providing or whatnot. Is there something oh, wrong? Ain't the right word. You know, what I'm saying, but like. The reason I'm superficial, the reason why I'm desiring this thing. Right. And I'm willing to give up a really good person for this thing. What's my relationship with this thing? And is that healthy? So so what I typically look at, what makes me ready to walk away from a situation is like my peace. Like I'm not willing to sacrifice things that bring me peace and comfort in my life in order to accommodate somebody else being there. Uh if you show me traits that, you know, I don't like a whole bunch of extra shit. You know what I'm saying? If you loud, extra, always a damsel in distress, shit like that. I don't like that. And that's just a character trait that you <laughs> that you may have. But I don't want to deal with that shit. That dang. Go ahead. man. That's perfectly fine. But the name Dang Gone Wild comes with a lot of extra shit. <laughs> For you to be telling you don't want nobody with no extra shit, and you come with a lot of extra shit, that could be that could be a little conflicting. I, I have renounced my slave. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. Like, uh, he not a damsel in distress, but I gotta keep getting this nigga from jail because he keep getting. His- haven't you? Haven't you picked me up from jail once? I I may. I, we we got. I think you helped. Yeah. I think you helped get me out of jail <laughs> once. <Yeah. laughs> but like, 
I can see it. So the, the one no. night, but that could be. No, I get, I get it because I come with a lot. Yeah. And I said it last week. I'm not the ideal <laughs> package when it comes to shit. Like I got a bunch of kids. You know, I've had my health issues. I'm not the nicest person, even on my best day. You know, I, you know, if you want to meet me to, if you want me to meet your parents and they are relatively conservative, well, now you bringing some big black bald nigga with a bunch of crazy tattoos to the fucking, to the fucking picnic. Like I don't, I don't fit a safe mold. And I get that. So I understand that maybe you can, if you want to, you know, you 100%, like even with the tattoos and everything, you go through corporate America and you function perfectly fine. You communicate via email. You, you, you lead people like you can Go meet somebody's parents with all the tattoos and still wow and impress them. Yes, I. Your, you your, your mother's favorite. It's it's not it's not a tagline. It's it's the truth. I'm your mother's favorite. But but also I know in my personal time, like I can I can be into some shit. <laughs> like I can be I can be in. Yeah, I used to have I used to joke with women that I dated like you can't be my girlfriend till you pick me up from jail because <laughs> I'm going. I'm go or I used to go to jail. You a step? That's a stepper. Yeah, you killing somebody confidence, or you kill it. You might be killing yourself. Jail was definitely killing me. You know what I'm saying? Or like on that relationship side. So, for example, no, I was adding. Look, when we first started recording Shop Talk podcast, I was in a relationship with somebody, beautiful woman, entrepreneur. Couldn't ask for more. She was doing things for me, for my kids. Like, and we had discussed even like a future together at one point. But nigga, the stress of the shit that I was going through that took the toll on her. Mm. This is a woman that decided to accept me with everything that I had going on. But like, nigga, at this point in my life, like I was going to jail consistently. I think one year I got arrested like half a dozen times. And she's coming, she's stopping her work day. Going to get money out. Now I would pay her back, but she going to get money out of the bank or taking it out of her pocket, taking hours out of her work day it's in order to come bail me out of jail and help me get my car out of impound. Like she didn't have to do those things. And after a, and me, I remember the the straw that broke the camel's back in our relationship is I remember she went she went out of the country for a trip. She said she was going to be gone for two weeks. Before she went out of the country on a trip, she had a work van that she used to do to do the job that she was doing. And she had bought a bunch of supplies. I had a key to her house. And she said, you know, by the time I get back in two weeks, could you take these supplies out of my truck and put it downstairs in my basement? Feasibly. And, and she didn't live far. Yeah. So, I mean, I could make it there to her house in less than 10 minutes. In the two weeks that she was gone, I didn't move shit out of that work van into her house. Not one item out of the truck was moved. And she needed her truck to do her work. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because everything that she had done for me, I did not have enough consideration to do this one thing for her. And she's still, you know, out here successful, doing what she needs to do. But I potentially you know, lost somebody because of my bullshit and not not being able to reciprocate on the level that she needed it, even though this is a woman that bailed me out of jail multiple times, was doing things for me, my children around the house was she didn't have no kids. So, I mean, she was accepting to a lot of shit that she did not have to deal with. And I thought in that situation, like I was the catch around this motherfucker and I wasn't. 
in in no shape, form, or fashion. I was fat at the time. I was broke as fuck. Like I was, I shouldn't have been dating. I was broke as fuck, and I still had somebody that loved me, that wanted to be with me. And after that relationship ended, that shit because we had mutual friends also. So I would like, you know, how she doing? She asked about me, shit like that. And they was like, nigga, you broke her. You broke her. Like she not dating. Man. Yeah, and I felt really bad because she's she's an incredible woman. And then <laughs> I guess karma coming full circle. I was out with somebody else. I was dating. Let's say a few years after that, you know this person. Yeah, okay. <laughs> her, her, and her girls. <laughs> why is that the? Why is that the thing? I'm like, oh, no, but you knew is. who the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, her and her girls like to scrap. You know what I'm saying? They go out on the weekends, get drunk, and beat bitches up. Like to scrap. Steppers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Steppers is putting it lightly. They like to step on bitches' faces. So I'm out with that young lady, and <laughs> she has an incident where she blacks out and passes out. We we in the bar, she black out and pass the fuck out. So as me and some of her friends are picking her up off the floor and trying to get her out the club. You look up. I look, I look up. Olivia Pope walking through. I look outfit. up. We we make eye contact. And she was like, hey, Dame. She like, that's you? <laughs> <laughs> Whose man's is this? This is my man's. Oh, shit. <laughs> Humbled yeah. me. Yeah. Humbled me. Yo. She was looking amazing, doing well. Yo, on Twitter, this you is the woo. I hope I never dish you. <laughs> I never get this you. That's the finish him. That's the fatality. When niggas retweet and be like, this you? <laughs> they uh, got some shit. They uh, got some shit. Oh, man. Don't put me on the summer grass. <laughs> they got screen. some shit. When you get to this you tweet, they got some shit. Man, I, I be feeling like, yo, everybody got their day on the summer jam screen where social media. I don't never want it to be my day, though. Yeah. I'm try- I don't want it to be mine either. But I, I know never want it to be my day. Shit I didn't said on this pod or this week in culture, it can be my day any day. All it you got to do is take a little sound bite and the shit going to sound wow. It could be my day any day. I've I've pissed off enough people. <laughs> there's, there's people out there. I know that they got the receipts. Yeah. And any day they could wake up and choose violence. And there's nothing I could do about it. Man, it's interesting, though, that you said like. So when you said you come with a lot of stuff, and you named out like physical things. You know what I'm saying? But like children and this and that. But like everybody thing ain't physical. Nah, cause I come with I come with shit too. Everybody comes with something, and I come with the commitment of the podcast. I'm not always emotionally available like people want me to be. I'm not physically available all the time. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? And and unless you're dealing with somebody that may be like an entrepreneur or understands that life, it's gonna put a strain on a relationship. Yeah, but like everybody comes with some shit, and it's easy to point out somebody's physical shit. And you got other shit that's not physical. That yeah. it may oh on the surface everything looks great, but then you know in real life it's you got commitment issues, or you got a fear of insert yeah. whatever here, yeah. or you got intimacy issues, or you got respect issues, or you like whatever. And, the, and that was something that I unpacked with my therapist. Is definitely oh man, I'm they ain't even got the camera on me. I got that chair in the way. That's something that I that I went over with my therapist about issues that I've had with commitment. Yeah. Like it'd be really hard for me to be in a relationship. And it's it's kind of twofolded. You know, the way that I've dated 
previously has been not good. You know, I can typically get the things that I desire from a woman without commitment. Mm. But now that I desire commitment or I desire to get married again, like a lot of women look at my previous track record like, nigga, why now? Or why should I give it to you now? Like, I don't I don't have the same leverage that I want that that I used to have in those situations. Yeah, man, that's um, that's interesting, man, because like. um, Like. I think I've been single. For like four years now. And like. I remember your last breakup. I think that I'm just like a better person when I'm in a relationship. Yeah. But I like once you've been single for so long, you never. It's detrimental. Yeah. Like I, it's I, detrimental because you, you get so you, used to depending on you. Yeah. You get so used to like your format, your things or not, quote unquote. Answering. It's hard to let go and let somebody else in. And a nigga like me who already got control issues where it's hard to it's hard to do that. Sometimes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because uh, you have to. My biggest thing is, you know, I'm not good at opening up certain facets of my life and letting people in. And in order to be in a fruitful and, you know, good relationship, you got to let them in. You got to let them see the the good, the bad, the ugly of you. You know, what's wild is like, I don't really do strangers. What you mean? Like all the people I've been in relationship with or like involved. I mean, there's one or two like in an actual relationship with none of them are strangers. No one. I just met you. We started dating. We got into a relationship. It's always been somebody I've known a couple years, I've known for a long time, and I'm I, I guess I feel more comfortable opening up to somebody I've already known or already had a conversation with versus me me opening up to a brand new person. That's a take it take a longer time. So you don't think that you is you don't think that you could meet uh just you you go out tonight and this is just scenario based. You yeah. just go out tonight, you meet let's say Tracy is her name. You know, you and Tracy hit it off, y'all date, and you don't think that Tracy could become from straight stranger dating to your girlfriends, let's say in a matter of six months. Well, you could be my girlfriend. Okay. That may happen, but I don't know if I'm fully opened up to ah, share the, okay. the, the, okay. the intimate details. It's a, I'm a talker, you know what I'm saying? So I can express myself and whatever, but there is a level that don't get opened up sometimes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I get you. I don't know. Maybe that's something I'll talk about. You know? Yeah. But I don't know. I just look back like, damn, nigga, all, the, all my actual girls, like, I already knew them. You know what I'm saying? And even if it wasn't like I talked to you every day, but like I, I already knew you, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and then some people, sometimes I look back at a, re- I look back at relationships before I was, um, this version of myself, mm-hmm. um, and think like, Yo, I don't know if I ever opened up or if we ever had like a, a quote unquote deep. I, I'm this version of myself. I wasn't always this person. I didn't have the let's have this conversation about this. And it just it just didn't exist. Right. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I to get your it. point, like I was in a relationship where a person who never did nothing bad to me. I didn't never I didn't like cheat, but like I was emotionally not available. And the thing that they were asking for which was very, very simple. I felt like that was the most 
like how the most controlling thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, just give me one day a week and we'll be together on this particular. If it's Thursdays, it's every Thursday. If it's Friday, it's every Fridays. I'm like, I just was so offended by that. Like, cause I'm doing, I'm doing the music shit. I'm like, I don't know what studio days is going to be and this and that. Like, I can't commit. I should have been like, it's a regular, reasonable fucking <laughs> request. Right. But when you 25, 26 years old, yeah. I'm out, out and about. It just seems so restrictive to me. You know what I'm saying? But in, I, y'all know I can't go out on Wednesdays. That's my girl night. You know what I'm saying? But like, in retrospect, it's like, I wasn't at, I, I wasn't this version of myself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I couldn't have that conversation. Uh, or I didn't even ask myself, why is that so restrictive? You know, and I, I look at the same thing, like when it, when it comes to like, I just use my, my, my first marriage as an example, you know, I felt that my wife was, or my ex-wife rather, was trying to be controlling over finances. Like, oh, we, we got to get a joint account. We got to put all our money together. And at the time, I was making a significant amount of money more than what she was making. Not that I wasn't taking care of the household and bills and contributing, but I did. I was used to having control at the end of the day of my money and what was left. And what she would do, we would put our money together. She'd take care of the bills. And then like incidentals, she'd see that we need toilet paper, you know, body wash and detergent around the house. No, she's not going to ask me for money. She's going to go into the joint account. But in my mind, all the bills have been paid and there should be an extra $2,400 in the joint account. So when I get hunting in this motherfucker, where where the rest of my money at? And and that's and that's the shit that I, that's the shit that I had an issue with letting control letting control go, and then it became a point where like, well, I'm just gonna put enough in to make to take care of the bills, and I'll you know I'll ration out what else we need for the other stuff. I think it's always the best if y'all gonna share a joint account to also have your own personal savings. Absolutely, account. absolutely. Um, but like, so. A little bit to your point that we were you were talking about earlier, where if you're 25, you young. In certain situations, you just don't have the experience. And I was 23 years old to manage certain things. Now, whether you should sell drugs or not, you should pretty much got that shit. Or you should rob and steal. You should pretty much got that shit figured out. But as far as the interpersonal relationships uh, or, or romantic relationships, you may not be wise enough to have those conversations or to know. I never. I just literally figured it out while we were talking about this shit, why I thought it was so fucking restrictive because the first girlfriend I had, I was in an abusive relationship. It was an emotionally abusive relationship. Nigga, that's still abuse. She would break up with me. We probably broke up 90 times. You know what I'm saying? And it was always a thing where it's like, you. what is the song on Kendrick album? <laughs> were, they, were they going through some toxic shit? It was some toxic shit, but like we've all been there to manipulate my time. If I get a day off, come bring me lunch this day. Like, I don't want you out and about to be able to, to have fun and shit. So when I, when I stopped talking to her, I finally got like freedom. Yeah. And I was, this was a ride and I was hanging out. I was going up at Michigan state. I was, Hey, I, I finally felt like I had, freedom and autonomy to do whatever i want i've been i've been there before and in my next relationship i felt like i'm literally putting all this shit together right now i felt like somebody was trying to take my freedom away and i was just so offended and looking back like the arguments probably never made made sense to her because like nigga this is like i'm asking for something basic and i'm like no 
I remember dating somebody that sometimes I look back on this relationship like, man, I, that might have been one of the ones that got away. And I remember her saying to me, she was like, look, I love you. I love spending time with you. I love, you know, when we just hanging around. I just love you being here or me being in your house. And she was like, really, you know, if you don't have the kids or have to be to work, I would just like to be with you. And I just looked at it like, so you trying to take up all my free time, huh? You trying to like you trying to make sure I don't do shit like words and the communication is so important or talking is so important because whatever like even while we talking on this podcast, you have a thought and a feeling and the best way for you to get that thought and feeling out your head into me is to use words. Now, all the time, we may not know which words to use in which order with right with what voice tone rate of speech, the whole nine yards to co- to effectively take that thought to get it there. So like the conversation that y'all two was having and the conversation I was having, we were never getting our, 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 the feeling across. Yeah. If I would have been able to, to articulate like, you know, I, I, I come from a, a, something that was very restrictive and now I feel like I'm getting pushed back into a restrictive thing. Oh, I'm not really doing that. I just really want to spend like we never we never and, and that's what it was. I didn't I didn't have I didn't know how to express it, nor did I have the level of maturity that was required to be receptive to it. Because the first thing that came to my mind is that she trying to control me when really she wanted she was nigga she, when I was there with her. I mean, she cooking. She if I got to run to the barbershop. All right, baby, you got the key. Let yourself be. like she just she just wanted me around. Man. It wasn't toxic. She just wanted me there. And now that I now that I think I'm thinking more and, and things are coming clear and what made that relationship ultimately end or put a strain on it. You know, I I, I really love my parents. Right. And I, I respect them a lot and what they want from me a lot. And I never wanted to like disappoint them and embarrass them or whatever, whatever. So when it was time for me to leave the house, I knew they didn't want me living with another woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Me same, and my, same with me. And she wanted to move in together. And I was like, nah, but then I moved in with my brother. And like thinking back, like that put a giant strain, like, like what the fuck? But I never could articulate. Like, I don't want to move in with you because that should have probably disappointed my parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now thinking now thinking back like that shit probably was nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause it probably was whatever. But like I I didn't articulate that. I don't even know if I knew that at the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's wild. But all those are silent things that kills relationships, changes people. Cause like that rela- the first relationship changed me. I think I'm relatively still a nice guy, but I was like a really nice guy. And I was like, that shit turned me cold. You know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't like how that relationship ended. Now I, I, I carry anger that I didn't even realize until years later. Well, me and her had a conversation. She was like, why are you so mad at me? I was like, what? And then we had a conversation and she, cause she would call me and ask me for something like, nigga, where your daddy at? Like, why didn't you call <laughs> him? You know what I'm saying? She's like, why you, why you saying, why you mad? And then we had a conversation and shit and like that shit was gone. Like I literally released the anger and I didn't even know I was holding on to it. 
I, and, and when I think about the same ex, I remember we got to to the end of our relationship. Yeah. You know, I was <laughs> I had cheated on her, she had cheated on me, like it was it was just over with. And I remember she, she was out of, she was without a car at the time, but she needed to move or she was in the process of moving. And she asked if she could use my truck. She put the gas in it, you know, whatever. Cause I had uh I had a different truck at the time. So I was like, I right, I'll let you use the truck, but I get off at like this time and I need you to be here at this time. Uh she she was like ten minutes late pulling up and I was I was furious. I was furious and she was like she's like a week ago we were in love. Mm-hmm. Or at least you told me that you love me. Like, why are you so mad? Like it was trapped where she was coming to. It was trapped. And I was like, well, if you would have left in time, you wouldn't have been here. Cause if I would have drove to work, my car would have been in the parking lot. I would have walked right to it. And she was like, why are you talking to me like this? Like, I understand we not together, but like, I'm still a human and I didn't, I didn't do anything malicious to you. Did it on purpose? Yeah. But like, I just had so much pent up anger for unresolved issues within myself yeah because looking back on it she only cheated because she knew that i cheated yeah you know what i'm saying she only cheated because this mechanism i'm hurt let me hurt back yeah let me protect myself so i don't feel like i'm the only vulnerable one but we would have instances where we would break up for like two months yeah i'm out doing my thing but i'm and it's cool that I'm doing me, but when I find out she doing her, like, oh. You smashing three chicks. You gave your number to somebody? You a whore. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Look, man, I'll never forget. I was, I was trying to get one of my, one of my kids' mothers some shit, you know, cause she out here dating and living her life. And I still had felt something for her at the time. You know, I was, I still loved her. And, and I'm, I'm trying to dog. And she, and she just stopped me dead in the conversation. She like, you the hoe. <laughs> she's like she's like if we look it was like if we break this down and look at it for real you're the one that's the hoe you got three kids you got five kids by three she's like you the hoe and i was and i didn't have no comeback i was your mama <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> remember when your mama was like an acceptable comeback for everything nigga my kids got into a fight about two years ago, and that was your mama. I'm like, I yelled down in the basement. Y'all got the same mama. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we mean your mama. Y'all got the same. Like they was trying. They were physically scrapping about some your mama shit. Nigga, y'all got the same mother and father. Shut up. Amen. <laughs> your mama. Hey man, you seen that one video? Um, well, he was like. Mama, I I love you. I die for you. And it was like five kids. And the one, and the one was like, like, I would die. <laughs> die. Like, yeah, we're supposed to die for you. Then <laughs> like, I want to live. Die. <laughs> that nigga was like, not I, motherfucker. <laughs> oh man, that's some funny shit. Yeah, okay. man. Um, I felt like we just had a little bit of therapy now talking about the steppers. Hey, man, we don't need to go. You know what I'm saying? No, we we both need it. We, we, we both we both we need it. We done fixed it. We both need <laughs> We done fixed it. <laughs> I'm fixed, man. I'm cured. Dog. I don't need no therapies. I'm cured like a motherfucker now, dog. So I had an incident that happened to me this week. I'm not going to talk about it till therapy, but I probably need some help how I handled it because I was being really rough with somebody that I know, like, give a fuck about me. But, like, I was in a space, like, where I was so angry. I ain't getting no fuck. Man. And I probably hurt this person. I know I hurt somebody. 
relatively recently. I was going through a really tough time and it was the situation was really, really brief and really, really new. And, you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't feel that we had developed a rapport enough for me to even explain, you know, what was going on. But like. I know thinking back that like it was probably fucked up how it appeared. Yeah, because it wasn't like intentional or some shit. But I don't want to apologize because that's not going to do shit but clear up my conscience. Yep. Whoop. I said sorry. Now I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to change the hurt that they feel. Yeah. So I'm leave this shit alone. But uh, it was, I mean, what you supposed to do? What you supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is what it is. But uh, yo, the the, the Kendrick album um, is a lot of these themes. Like, we can probably do a month worth of two months worth of podcast on themes from different songs and what he was talking about. Transphobia, family, relationships, religion, uh, therapy. Men with father ish daddy issues. Yeah. We always put that on them on the women like you got daddy issues. No, you have daddy issues too. Yeah. Maybe your dad was too hard on you. And now you and the reason that you act hard on everybody else and unrelenting and I, you never want to give up because you thought that's how you supposed to quote unquote be a man because your father told you that how you supposed to be. Absolutely. And like we got father issues. We got mommy issues as well. Like maybe you didn't like your mom. Maybe your mom was a single mom. You loved her but you didn't like how your mom was dating because yeah. you always wanted your dad there. Now you tr- you don't respect women and you treat women who who date multiple people. Oh this bitch a whore because you really got some unresolved pent up Anger issues with your mom that you may even realize, or yeah. or it's a whole bunch of different things that like um you know what I'm saying that people be dealing with, and you always the the, the one thing I think about is um you never know what somebody is feeling, right? Yeah, y'all can experience the same thing. You never know what's in another person's head, and even when they tell it to you, they're only using the best words they can use. To try to get that feeling to you, even they can only communicate it on their level of understanding and vocabulary. In all honesty, they can use all the words in the English language to to communicate it, but you can't ever put into words a feeling because no one would ever know it but you. Yeah. Um. So sometimes when there's a, a communication breakdown, it's not that yo yo you can't communicate. We're not communicating. You both are communicating. You're just don't you just don't understand what the other person is trying to say. It's not because it's not because of a lack of trying. It's a different form of communication. You may communicate via long, detailed, long winded conversations and somebody may not. That doesn't mean they can't communicate. You just using two forms of communication. It's just I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all in all, I think the uh, the episode, uh, the episode, the album um, it's growing every time I listen to it. It um, it sounds different. I pick something up new, and I must sit with this album for a long time. Um, he got Ghostface Killer on the album. Crazy feature from Ghostface. Um, him and Kodak Black. Shout out to Lou Duvall. A couple of weeks ago, he posted like, "Yo, I think Kodak up there lyrically with Kendrick, and niggas killed him for it." I think I did too. Or I, I look at it like, nigga, shut up. Um, Kendrick and Kodak was a duo that I didn't know that we needed because they work well together. 
Yeah, I almost forgot when we were talking other, a couple of weeks ago um, about Kodak and um, the Gremlin song or whatever. Yeah, Super Gremlin. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to some Kodak shit. Kodak shit. Like, other than him, and, and I don't want to hear him talk in an interview. <laughs> I don't. It, it's always wild. You know what I'm saying? For entertainment value, cool. But he don't make bad music. And some, like, the content of the music, um, I understand why people like Kodak. Yeah, absolutely. I understand why people like Kodak. I, some of his moves could be questionable to me, but I understand why, why like, why motherfuckers fuck. You're from Florida. Him. You know, a lot Florida. of crazy shit in Florida. Some in the water. Um, that's a fact. Uh, I can't tell when Baby Keem is rapping and when Kendrick is rapping because Kendrick did not put everybody who's on every song as an yeah. artist. And this one chorus that I'm, I initially thought was Kendrick rapping. But I now that I think about it, it's not. It's Baby Keem. What song? I can't remember the song. Okay. But like, uh, I think it's the one where uh, you ugly as fuck, such and such. Yeah. I think that's Baby Keem. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it. I've listened to the album twice all the way through, and I would advise that when you listen to it, listen to it how it's how it's tracked out. Listen to it all the way through sequentially. Yeah. Man, the song about uh, Mother I Sober. Yeah. And my auntie is a man now. Yo, that shit. Deep songs, man. Like that's 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 top tier MC and top tier writing. That 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 the mother I'm sober, like that shit could bring a tear to your eye. Man. It's emotional writing. It's one thing that Kendrick been rapping about for three albums. And I guess one of his friends um, passed away while he was on tour and he was supposed to go see them, um, but could not. And he made a phone call. He did like a FaceTime. He referenced it in this album. And he died right after the FaceTime. He referenced it. He he referenced this particular thing on his last three albums. And I I mean, that's clearly a pain point for him. It was in um, uh, To Pimper Butterfly. It was it was one of them when he was when he was doing a drunk song when he was you know what I'm saying the drunk song or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's clearly one of the things that 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 bothers or haunts him because I, of this fame or this culture or this. But I think we all, if someone that's close to you passes, I think there's always a certain level of regret for the time that you did not spend with them because we always think that there's more time. Uh, I can get to it tomorrow. I can see them next week. I can talk to them this day. And I just speak from my own perspective. I remember when my mother when my mother passed on a Monday and I remember my father called me after work on a Friday and he was like, look, man, I need you to come to the house tonight. And I was like, you know, okay, can't wait till tomorrow. And he just he just kept reiterating and making sure, like, when you get off of work, I need you to come by to the house tonight. And years later, after my mother passed, my dad told me he was like, I got a call from her doctor when I was at work. And the doctor told me to get her affairs in order because she was not going to make it through the weekend. And she passed that that Monday. Yeah. And. You know, that's why he felt that time that was like my last time seeing her in her 
herself in her normal state because by Sunday night, Monday, she couldn't get out to bed. She was dying. Yeah. And, you know, so so if I hadn't taken advantage of that time and followed those instructions, I would have never seen her as the woman that I had remembered her as for my whole life. And I think the 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 issue that 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 lingers is if you miss something like that, then you think about the thing that you were doing instead of. And now it angers me or it can be anger somebody like, yeah, nigga, because I was at jeans in my wet. You know what I'm saying? I missed the last opportunity to talk to somebody who got such just because I was at a, and I was doing this or I was, I'm promoting the podcast. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for the culture. I'm doing this for insert like, yo, in the grand scheme of things, what's more important in my life? The, 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 the lifelong friend that I promised to be there that I wasn't able to be there or me rapping on stage to thousands of people who don't know me only here because to, for me to entertain them and like I can see how that can how it can fuck with you yeah um like damn I missed this shit for this or you may end the relationship or you that the last straw wants something that that broke up a relationship you think about nigga we was at Fridays like a random Thursday at a Fridays was that worth you never know what that tipping point is. Yeah, yeah. Know? So I can I can see how that that can battle or or, or or stick with somebody. It haunts you. Yeah, it haunts you. Like, damn, I wish I can get a do over. Like, I would do this differently, or I would do this or that's, that or that. That's the thing about life, though. You you don't get a you don't get an instant replay on it. What you if know? you do? Maybe in another dimension. Maybe in another lifetime. I think deja vu is that. That's the point. It started over. What if it is? Mm. I say this a bunch of times, folks. I've heard you say that before. But like, uh, when that shit happened, I'm like, all right, let me let me think, let me think close. You know, is I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was talking to a friend of mine, and I, you know, they have a very strong personal relationship with their with with the Lord, their religion, and what they feel. And she was telling me, if there's a thought or something that you can't get out of your head, like you wake up in the middle of the night. You know, it's the first thing on your mind. She's like, that's God's reminder. Like, I put that there for you to go back to and revisit and to take care of. Mm. When you ask God for insight, you know, a lot of times we'd be looking for this. Somebody standing on the corner with a sign. Yes, you should stop dealing with him. No, that shit that you keep repeating in your head. That's the insight. Listen to it. When I ask, you know, should I start this business, Lord, how I'm going to do it? If you can't stop thinking about it, that's your answer. Yeah. That's your answer. Yeah. Like we all look for some grant. Lord, if if three pennies fall out the sky right now, I promise I'll stop messing with Sharice. No, nah, he already told you because you you think about stop messing with Sharice every day. And, you know, I, I tweeted this and, and you talked about it briefly. I remember I was with somebody that I thought that I loved. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night. She was asleep. I'm just sitting up and I look over at her and I just didn't feel nothing. Like I had trained myself that you're supposed to love her. That's a fact. She's she's doing everything that you could ask for her to do. But I knew in my heart, like I didn't have not a feeling for this person who was investing everything in me. And I broke up with her shortly thereafter. And while she may have been hurt in the moment, I knew that the, the longer I stayed 
he wasn't gonna make a connection stronger. Benefit. It wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna make me fall in love with her even more. Like I was I was done. And I feel like it's unfair to the other person. Because it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. For sure, man. Oh man. We fixed it. We fixed it. We dude. fixed it. Shop Talk Podcast, we are the fixers. I do have a music pick for the week. Alright. I feel like we're at that point in the episode. I didn't send it to you because I know you already have it. Uh this theme of this week is Kendrick Lamar. My music pick is The Heart, part five by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Reflecting on my life and what I done. Paid dues, made rules, change out of love. Them same views made schools change curriculums. But didn't change me staring down the barrel of that gun. Should I feel resentful? I didn't see my full potential. Should I feel regret about the good that I was into? Everything is everything. This ain't coincidental. I woke up that morning with more heart to give you. As I bleed through the speakers, feel my presence. To my brother, to my kids, I'm in heaven. To my mother, to my sis, I'm in heaven. To my father, to my wife, I am serious, this is heaven To my friends, make sure you count them blessings To my fans, make sure you make them investments And to the killer that spared up my demise I forgive you, just know your soul's in question I seen the pain in your pupil when that trigger had squeezed And though you did me gruesome, I was surely relieved I completed my mission, wasn't ready to leave But fulfilled my days, my creator was pleased I can't stress how I love y'all I don't need to be in flesh just to hug y'all The memories wreck you let just because y'all Celebrate me with respect The unity we protect is above all And Sam, I be watching over you Make sure my kids watch all my interviews Make sure you live out our dreams we produce Keep that genius in your brain on the move Until my neighborhood let the good prevail Make sure them babies and the leaders out of jail Look for salvation when troubles get real Cause you can't help the world until you help yourself And I can't blame the hood the day that I was killed You had to see it, that's the only way to feel And though my physical won't reap the benefits The energy they carry on admit still I want you Yo, whose man's is this? I'm gonna tell you uh, something that irritated me today Because um, I just don't like shit like this on social media, I pick up on certain things mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I like to I like the art of debate. OK, I watch different. I, I used to watch Kevin Samuels because I liked to watch him debate. I figured out his debate style and I figured out why he won most of those. Did you see Kevin Samuels on, on Atlanta this week? I'm talking about timing, right? <laughs> like the very next episode of Atlanta it was Kevin. I'm, pop, I'm, I'm, I'm up on here. That shit eerie. And that was a, the episode is hilarious. Eerie. Hilarious episode. Eerie. But, uh. And George Duke being that nigga hype man. <laughs> hilarious. All right. So this is. Is the, his this, name George Duke? I don't know. George. He's a comedian. Yeah, his last name, not Duke. <laughs> I don't know why I said Duke. It's not Duke. I, I think of him as soon as I play this. All right. But shit like this, I'm, I'm about to play it and y'all going to agree with it until I talk again. Okay. <laughs> Man goes from texting you all the time, taking you out consistently, calling you, but suddenly he's now too busy, right? He doesn't call you. He doesn't text you as much. He doesn't take you out as much. His feelings have changed. Nobody is too busy to call or to see someone ever, right? If they like you. They will find a way to be with you. They say a man that wants to be with you will move mountains to be with you. The man goes from texting. All right. First off, I think that shit toxic. 
Because um, it's not true. It's not true. That, that last part, I didn't even pick that part up. George man, Wallace. George Wallace, for sure. Uh, move mountains and all that shit. Because if you waiting for the nigga to move the mountain, you could you have fucking blew the bag. But, so this was a little trick or that she just did in this video. Um, because what she said is, if somebody text you all the time, call you all the time, go out all the time, and then they don't call you as much, take you out as much, feelings have changed. Because there is never a time where someone can't talk to you at all. And then then Steve jumped in, never. The switcheroo was, what they said was, as much, as much. And then when they hit the kicker, to make the, 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 the point more dramatic, they said, don't call you at all. If I don't call you or if a person doesn't call you as much, that don't mean that they're not still calling you. That don't mean that you're not still going out. That don't mean that you're not still talking to them as much. Maybe they could load this chain. I don't feel. We entrepreneurs. Sometimes the business is, is up. Sometimes it's not up as much. There's never a day that I don't have shit to do. My schedule could change at any minute at my nine to five with my children, with commitments I have in the studio, with personal projects I'm working on. My schedule can change at any time. Sometimes I don't have the time to sit on the phone and jaw jack with you for 20 minutes. Doesn't mean I don't want to talk to you, but I just don't have the time right now. The, the thing I wanted to point out in this is the switch from my premises, they don't call you as much or take you out as much versus at the very end, they switch to they're not calling you at all. They're not texting you at all. Not taking you at all. Those are two different things. So the emotional part, the, the part that you heard was as much. And then they hit you with a at all. That, that, that emotional kicker hits you be like, hell yeah, nigga you used to call me. Four times a week. Now you only call me two times a week. Your feelings change. Or I this maybe you call me on the week I had those appointments. Or <coughs> I know in the beginning of the year I had a lot of time. Before I when I stopped working at one job, before I started working at another, I had a period of time where I was available. Right. The studio was open twenty four hours. Well yeah. not twenty four. But you know what I'm saying? The availability was just different. Yeah. So during that time frame. It may look like I had a whole bunch of fucking time available. And then guess what? New job, different hours, which this, listening to shit like this, this 15 second shit on the internet, don't have these strangers fuck up something that you can conversate or converse with the person that you're dealing with. with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I hate to switch a route that, that bait and switch because it's all advertising. And, you know, Steve Harvey is, you know what, the, the type of shit he going to push. But, like, I just don't like that that that, that little switch. Because if you don't notice the switch, like, don't present one circumstance. And at the very end, the little kicker, it's a different circumstance. Now, I'm going to say something. I normally don't butt into whose man's is this, but I have something on my heart that I want to say. Is, is that, bitch, if you're taking it, relationship advice from Steve Harvey, get the fuck out of my face. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't care about none of that shit. My Marjorie and I don't want to hear that shit. That is his third fucking wife. Steve fucked up fourth. 
Steve fucked up three other marriages before he became this relationship guru. Get the fuck out of my face. Also, Instagram is a stepper. It's a silent subconscious stepper. Oh, no, it's not silent. Instagram loud as fuck. No, what I mean is you will see, you may not even interact with, you will see so many, you see so many takes so many examples of things that happen in this theoretical universe so many different times that when you are presented with a situation somewhat similar, you've already made up your brain to what the response should be because you've seen it so many times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We are getting opinions from people that we should never get an opinion from. We are getting, we're hearing thoughts from people who we should never hear a thought from. We have access to too many people, too many opinions, too many thoughts, it clouds the water. We, I don't think we meant to talk to this many people. We not meant to interact with this many people, dog. At one time, at any given time, 24 hours a day, you can have access to everyone's thoughts. Remember I said that speech is the way that we get that feeling out of our head to another person? Yeah. At any given time, I have millions of people brain and thoughts only my interpretation of their thoughts available to me. I don't think that we was meant to have all that shit, dog. But Steve Harvey, stop doing this. Well, it wasn't Steve Harvey fought, but I don't like this type of shit. Steve get a platform. And I, if you're taking a relationship out from Steve Harvey, fuck you. Fuck your mama. Fuck the dumb nigga that busting your mama. Fuck you all. Fuck now, you. Now, just to, 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 to clarify, if a motherfucker called you all the time, text you all the time, go out all the time, and then all of a sudden he don't no more, something could have changed. But the difference is... Doesn't mean his interest has changed. Thanks. The as much, anything, there's a there's a giant room in that as much. It's not, yo, he don't like you no more. You don't know what the nigga but, going through. But nigga, once that shit passed, the group chat wolves, that girl, he not calling me as much as he used to. Bitch, because that's because he cheating. All it takes is somebody to put the battery in her back. And if she, and if she a weak bitch and she hang with a crew too, of weak bitches. Well, men too. Like, yo, every time he's hit her up, she's be open, da, da, da. Now I hit her up, she don't respond. She don't respond the next day. Nigga, she fucking with another nigga. Nigga, I seen that bitch at the mall. Like, all it takes is a little bit of doubt. In anybody here, especially when you when it's quote, relatively new. And if it's so for me, if it's relatively, new, I don't have expectations of shit to be relatively I new. Relatively. No, I, I, I get it, but like I don't have expectations of shit to be relatively new. Well, your expectations are built upon the conversations you've had with the person and their normal behavior, right? Because like on a brand new person, no, I don't, I don't necessarily have expectations. But for six months, if a motherfucker come home at four o'clock every single day and then niggas start sliding in at seven thirty, I expect that you here at four o'clock because that's what <laughs> you didn't did every single day. We didn't have a conversation about it. I didn't say you have to be. I'm working overtime. You know what I'm saying? But like, well, why the fuck you work over? Yeah, like, what happened? You know what I'm saying? But Christmas coming up. I'm working overtime. Niggas be perspect- perceptive of different things. You're right. Um. All right, man. I think uh, I think that's. Uh, I'm working overtime. <laughs> you sure her, you work a lot of overtime now. <laughs> her name is Sheila. Uh, nobody knows. Yeah, man. This is music to my ears. It is your now. 
It's time for the benediction. It is your man Dame three underscores three one three on the Twitter on IG. If you talk to me, you at me. I promise you, I will talk back. I see everything. Cheyenne just sne- sneak this me on Twitter. I saw it, Cheyenne. I liked it. Uh, when you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. It is Shop Talk Podcast. ShopTalkPod.com. Book some time when you see the blue and the black. Bitch, you know where the fuck you at. The brand is strong. Uh, it's your man, Jay Johnson. Uh, crowd favorite. Uh, <laughs> crowd favorite. Um, thank y'all, man. 314 weeks in a row. 314 wins, no losses. Um, hey, man, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you're at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jan Day. Hell yeah. Peace. Peace. Therapy episode going to rock. Watch. It is. <laughs> <laughs>